0: Sports bet BS hotline, state your emergency.
1: Yeah, it's me punters group. Me mate Dave, I oh, reckon
0: he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sports bets bet with mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply, gamble responsibly. 1800 858
1: 858. Nice work, Chels. Uh Whenever you raise, whenever the issue of the Sydney Academy is raised, uh, it does get a it does get a mixed reaction and it gets a, you know, some people who follow this space perhaps more closely than others, um, like Blackie and a few others can get quite wound up about it all. Kinney beatson has been involved with the Swans for a long time. Uh, Heads up their recruiting operation, wonderful operation. It's been and um, is a great, I suspect, defender of the academy system for a whole lot of reasons. Hey, Kin, thanks for joining us on the show.
0: Not a problem, Andy. Good to speak to it, you.
1: It always raises, and I know you listen to this radio station occasionally, and you hear some of the calls that we get challenging the uh, the necessariness, if you like, of the Sydney and the fairness of the Sydney Academy. Um, why is it an important part of your, I mean, you just talk about the Sydney Swans for the time, but why is it an important part of um, the role that that footy club plays in football, Aussie rules football in New South Wales?
0: Look, it's a really big issue because we're talking about um, the two biggest states um, in New South Wales and Queensland and how those football clubs, the AFL clubs in those states can attract top-end talent. And it was ironic this weekend. It really struck me last night when I was watching the NRL grand final and they were talking about the the Penrith Panthers and how many players have come through their academy. And just by chance on the weekend, one of our young, tall, athletic prospects coming through, a kid by the name of Navrin Willett, who's just short of 200 centimetres and a sub-three-second 20-metre runner and a really outstanding athletic prospect, he's just informed the club that he's not going to continue in the academy anymore. He's going to sign a four-year contract with the West Tigers. Cool. <laughs> so no, they, can, they, can start,
1: they can start paying him straight
0: away. They can start paying him straight away. The kid just walks straight there. He doesn't have to go through any draft process. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, are the Swans going to be able to match the bid, um, any of that. they just just paying straight up. And we've got another young yeah. player this year, a kid called Western Bulldog. Uh, Western, sorry, Mitch Woods, who's in the uh, development squad of the Canterbury Bulldogs, he played for New South Wales this year in the AFL under-16 um, carnival up on the Gold Coast, was selected as an All-Australian, and we've got an almighty battle on our hands to try to convince him to stay with AFL rather than go and um, agree to a contract with the Candleview Bulldogs. Mm. So I understand where people sort of hear about the academies and you know um, their frustrations with it, but they've got no idea what we're up against in, ter- in trying to attract and retain top-end talent. And the bit that frustrates me most of all is if we're talking about a 19th AFL club coming in um, with a licence to play, like I would ask, where the hell are the players coming from? Mm. If good. we don't continue to develop the talent pool, all that's going to happen is the standard of the game will decrease.
2: Mm, it's a good point, Kenny. Uh, does the does the uh, the academy also exist to just improve the general interest in the sport in the Northern States? So, of course, you know you, you are looking to attract and find that next Isaac Heaney, But the uh, is there an, is there another element that it's just generally having more you know young people in Sydney Swans gear and just generally. Uh, increasing interest in the club is there an element? Is there a, is there an aspect of that as well?
0: Oh, absolutely, Josh. I mean, we're trying to grow the game in conjunction with AFL New South Wales to get more participants um, um, to play the game and to follow the game. And then, of course, you know, we hope that there'll be um, some benefits to the club with expansion of uh, membership numbers and all that sort of stuff, rightly so. Otherwise, we wouldn't be tipping in about one point five million a year to do it. Um, But it's also about growing the game. Those people that leave our academy go back to their local clubs or they go on to play in the sample or the waffle, whatever, um, and continue to grow the game. Uh, Because I just want to reinforce that fact again. If we go to a 19th licence, where are the players coming
2: from? Mm.
0: We have to continue to grow the talent pool. Um, Otherwise, the product of the game is going to deteriorate. Ken, well,
1: we had a caller just before uh, the news and just before we s- were speaking to you, obviously, but he was saying that he would have fewer issues with, you know, the, 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 the Northern Academies if they were run by the AFL and not by the clubs. Why, did, how would you counter, I mean, how would you counter that if you'd counter it at all?
0: No, I can understand that. They tried that method, Andy, with the New South Wales scholarship system. Yep. And it didn't work. Um and in those markets of Queensland and, and Sydney and uh, New South Wales, uh, the people identify more with the club than the code. Yeah, so yeah. The Giants or yep. the Lions or the Suns. The, they got more appeal to drawing them there than the AFL. So so like a, yeah. Because the, the AFL, uh, it, it won't start. That, even if it was run by the AFL, that doesn't... Um, do anything about getting rid of the, the problem where top-end talent can go directly to yep. rugby league teams yep, yep. without having to enter any draft or anything like that. Oh. So we keep losing top-end talent. That was why I was you know, happy to come on and have a chat about it. And, and people don't understand that part of it. Mm. And we need to get our fair share of top-end talent um, otherwise, go, the product might like, look as good as what it should.
1: So in terms of generating, it, look, Josh has obviously asked about the interest levels, but and that's really valid. But in terms of generating you know AFL capable players, you know you you've lost one to Rugby league, you might lose another uh, who were you know at the pointy end of their age kind of profiles at the time that well certainly one of them has been lost. Are you seeing more players emerging who are? Draftable and who are capable of being good players at this level?
0: Uh, certainly. Well, it's, it's a little bit like Nadley clubs. It's, um, it's a bit cyclical. They, yeah. they come through in waves, if you like. Um, you know, the Eastern Rangers, Calder Cannons, etc. they have years where they might have three or four drafted and the next year or two, they don't have any. Um, or they might have one. Uh, ours is still a little bit like that, but what I can tell you is the standard of the game is increasing all the time. So therefore, you would have to uh, argue that uh, the prospect of getting more top-end talent that's capable of playing the game will increase. Uh,
2: Kenny, is there, a, is, there a, is there an argument or an element, or have you done even run the numbers on the fact to suggest that the, academy, the players you get out of the academy might even make up or go some of the way to making up for the, the, the lack of father-son players that you may not get access to?
0: Oh, it's not so much that, Josh. I mean, we we do suffer from a, a fact that uh, you know the the go home factor. Yeah. Uh, we don't have New South Welshmen wanting to go home, um, so you know we don't have a Tanner Brune and uh, an Ollie Henry saying I want to go back to Geelong mm. when they were both from the Geelong Falcons. We haven't got that. There's one other kid in the or one other player in the AFL at the moment that came out of our academy, and that's Ben Davis. That's mm. it, mm. total, mm. out of seventeen other teams. So we don't have this ability to draw players back. But again, you know, people don't take that in consideration.
1: They don't, uh, mate. Hopefully, that's shed a bit of a light on the specifics of you know what you're dealing with up there, and. Um, I'm sure not everyone's going to be satisfied with it, but um, but I'm sure some will. Thanks for coming on, and um, good luck to the footy club over on. How active are you? And don't give us any specifics if you don't want to, but you can if you want. Well, you can. How, how busy are you guys going to be in the next eight or nine days?
0: That busy, I probably won't sleep for the week. Right. Okay,
1: well, you <laughs> need to look after yourself, mate. Uh, all of this, Good luck with everything. I'll go. I'll go
0: on. A, I'll go on a good anvil tonight. That
1: will help me. Perfect. <laughs> good man, Kenny Beats and head of recruiting, and uh, a man who's been developing top-end talent in this caper for a long, a long time. Joining us. A-, a break. It's ninety minutes to five. You've been singing the praises of this
2: Adelaide Thirty Sixes effort. The Phoenix Suns roster. Their salary is hundred and seventy-two million dollars. The Adelaide 36s roster one point seven.
1: Andrew Gaze was courtside
2: watching the whole thing unfold, and I'm, I'm telling you, you two, he ain't going to be on your side. You
1: two can wax lyrical about this on the other side of the break.